This recording has been produced by Christchurch, Jerusalem. For more information, visit us at cmj-israel.org. We're going to start with the account from the book of Genesis, just a little bit. In Genesis 3, where the problem really begins, and it says... Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the, tree, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. <clears throat> well, this is where the whole problem <clears throat> begins. And um, the word of the snake to the woman, you will be like God and you will surely not die. Obviously, if she were to be like God and if Adam were to be like God, they would not die because there is no death in God whatsoever. And yet the devil came with uh, a deceptive word because the minute that man becomes like God to know good and evil in himself, uh, in fact, he does die. Because as soon as man is detached from the creator himself and becomes an independent being, he becomes dead unto God. And this is exactly what happened. We know that uh, the image that was in God had then become a fallen image. Uh, man became self-sufficient. Man became uh, independent. And all things became an end in themselves, detached from the Lord himself, who is the Logos, who is the Word, who is the Light, who is the Life. So death entered into man, but death entered into all of creation. And the Light and the Life of all of creation became a different kind of life a different kind of light because it was disconnected from he who was the life and the light of the world who is our Lord Jesus, through whom and for whom all things were created. And so we can see today until this very day the fruit of man's eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, where man in himself determines as though he himself were God 
what is good and what is evil. And the more we move into the end times, we see that what is good, man is calling evil, and what is evil, man is calling good. And we are seeing the full ripening in man and in creation of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the spirit that rules this world and makes the world the world as we read about it in the Gospel of John. When he talks about the world, he is talking about something that has been cut off from the source, who is the logos, who is the life, and who is the light of the world. And so we read then in the book of Hebrews about the wonderful triumph of our Lord over death, the death that entered into all of creation, into man in the most powerful way of all, but death rules in this world. And so we read in Hebrews chapter 2, in his, verse 14, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken in flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, who gained a legal right over the earth through the sin and the fall of man, and release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So Jesus came, even as we heard from D David or the song, to release us from the fear of death and from the legal right that the prince of death, Satan, had over creation by putting the innocent victim, Jesus, on the cross. He triumphed over death. He destroyed the angel of death, the Malach HaMavet. He destroyed the power of death uh, through his death and through his resurrection. And in Romans 8, we read in verse 2, a wonderful scripture. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So the resurrection of Jesus works in an outer way. He has destroyed the angel of death. He has destroyed the legal right of Satan as the prince of death over us. But he has also worked within us through the new birth and through the resurrection life that we have received through the Holy Spirit. There is a much more powerful law that is working in us now. And it is called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that has set us free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is the law of gravity. It's the law that always pulls us downwards towards this world and, and tries to make us submit to the darkness of the world and the darkness of our own flesh. But there is a much greater law working in us, and that is the resurrection life of Jesus within us. 
And the basis of that, the basis of that, if we read in Romans 6, I'm going to read some scriptures to you today. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Hallelujah. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead, indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I just want to say something about this reckoning. <clears throat> we don't, through our reckoning, we are not crucifying ourselves. We are not raising ourselves. The work has already been done. When you reckon something, you reckon something on the basis of a fact that has already been accomplished. We do not crucify ourselves. We do not kill ourselves. We do not raise ourselves. We have been crucified with Christ. The old man has been crucified. He has been buried. This is the reality of our baptism. We have been raised with him to new life. And that's where the triumph is. Our reckoning is only taking account of what already is, laying hold of it by faith, and living out that reality through the Holy Spirit. Now, the resurrection of Jesus was not like the resurrection of all others. We know this. There were several who had been raised in the Old Testament. We know of at least two. Jesus raised different ones in the New Testament. But the resurrection of Jesus is he is the first fruit of those who are, will be raised from the dead because his body was transformed into an eternal body. His bo it was the same body. It had the same wounds of the cross. He said, see and touch. I'm not a spirit. It is me. But his body can no longer know death. And he is the first fruit and the promise for us. And I would just like to give a very short testimony concerning my own life and my brother's life, but specifically my own life. We come from uh, an Orthodox Jewish home and we're of priestly background. And because we come of a priestly family, Kohanim, we were never allowed to approach death, dead bodies. When there was a funeral, we always had to stay outside of the funeral parlor. Even when our own mother was buried here in Jerusalem, we could not go to the grave itself. We had to remain at a distance. And as a child, and perhaps because of the whole history of our family in relation to the Holocaust, as a child, I was haunted 
by death. I, I dreamt continuously about dead bodies. And it frightened me no end. I could not explain to myself why I had these dreams. And I remember how often during the night I would have the fear of just running from my bed into the bed of my parents to seek comfort by being with them during the night. And to make the story short, when the Lord came into my life <clears throat> that very same day, that very same day, day, I was completely delivered of a fear of death that haunted my life for years and years. For one, I knew that there was an eternal life. I knew that eternal life was not just living forever. I knew that the eternal life was Jesus himself, who was the living one. And when he came into me, that that eternal life of God had penetrated into my being. And I also knew, without reading the Bible, without having any explanations from anyone, that heaven was the ultimate reality and that it existed and that it was true. And by being released from that fear of death, I was able to serve the Lord with joy and with peace. And I want to just read from 1 Corinthians 15, these wonderful scriptures from verse 13. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. If we don't have the hope of the resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not risen. He has risen for our sake. He has risen to give us the assurance of the resurrection. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is also in vain. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. And we see in the same chapter how many people had seen the Lord after he rose from the dead, including Paul himself, who did not know the Lord when before his death on the cross. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. If we only have hope in this world and we have no hope of the resurrection, we are more miserable than the people in the world. They can do whatever they want. They are free to sin. They are free to enjoy life the way they think enjoying life is for them. And we cannot do all of these things, but we have a greater hope, and that's the hope of the resurrection. And that is what sustains us each day, and that is the life that is in us, the resurrected life of Messiah. 
but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each one in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards those who are Christ's at his coming. These words are so full of power and life. That's the wonderful thing. We, we, have born, we are born again. We have been filled with the life of Christ. We have access to the tree of life. The word of God has become alive to us. We can eat of this word and receive life. We eat of his flesh. We drink of his blood. We are living from the tree of life. And we are moving towards the ultimate thing, which is also the redemption of our body, that we will one day receive this glorified body that can, will sin no more, that will not pull us into the realm of sin, the flesh, and death. And as we submit to the life of Messiah and to the will of God, he is transforming us by his life from glory into glory into his very image. When man fell into sin, he was stripped of the garments of glory. He was naked before, but he was naked dressed in the glory of God. After he sinned, he was naked, full of shame, full of condemnation, having to hide from God. Today we can stand naked in the good sense before God, knowing that we are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus, knowing that whatever is lacking in us, and we all have great, great lacks, we are complete in him. And that's why Paul could glory in his weaknesses. He could glory in everything that perhaps as a human being he did not have because he found it all in the resurrected, glorified Christ. And our true identity is in that glory. And the more we submit ourselves to the life of Messiah in faith, we are being transformed into his image and are coming more and more into the glory that is our eternal identity in the Logos, the one who is I am, who I am, I will be who I will be. In him alone do we have our life, our identity, and our eternal hope. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you've been blessed by this teaching, let us know by leaving a comment on our Facebook page or leaving a review in iTunes. You can offer practical support to Christ Church Jerusalem by clicking the Donate Now button on our Facebook page. Thank you and blessings from the City of the King.